A's for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. and he had these scientists talking about addiction in the brain. Did yeah. they, was there any sort of um, discussion about repair or um, like supposedly fixing this or they were just saying this is what causes it? I mean, I, I, he, uh, uh, we didn't get that far into it because there was a really bad storm going on. So he kept mm. dropping out of connection. So we'll discuss it further, but it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would I, I can paraphrase what we were talking about earlier, but I also don't want to put any misinformation out there because it was just a conversation, you know, about something really interesting that I was doing. Um, but he was basically saying that, yeah, and what I had said to you earlier is that there is a some type of uh, dysfunction in the uh, uh, reward system of your brain that delivers dopamine and it works in tandem with the frontal lobe, which dictates um and i may be completely incorrect someone might write you an email but i think <laughs> it dictates um um impulse control and so those things work in tandem they had figured out uh, they had supposedly through all these studies figured out it was an actual physical thing that it wasn't just it wasn't just a uh, like our own fault mm-hmm. i mean it is it is and isn't right because you don't really become an alcoholic unless you pick up the alcohol but <laughs> well know. yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't activate but i mean I, I don't know how many scientists you would need to tell you to um you know if, i mean do you need scientists to tell you that your brain is wired differently no i i <laughs> you know what i mean I tell that's a discount that all, all the no all not the, at all no but um, i mean i would studying? i would I'd be like, no shit, man. I'm a fucking dumpster fire. But if they were like, here are some graphs and studies yes. that prove you're a total dumpster fire, I'd be like, see, I, to- I fucking told you all. I told you all. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. So you that know, was, but that was this kind of the funny thing where we're like, you were talking yeah. about all this stuff, and they may have pinpointed this and described yeah. this, and they know exactly where this comes from, and and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, I know, I know, my brain works different. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, and I was talking to my wife about it in the car and I was like, I think everybody though has, we were talking about mental illness and I'm like, I think almost every single person I know has some form of mental illness or another, be it profound or be it really minor and just kind of in the outliers of their mind. I, I honestly believe that we all have something, whether it's an allergy in your brain, you know, like mm-hmm. I, the stigma behind mental, I guess what the idea is, is that it, addiction problems and alcohol problems just problems with addiction in general shouldn't be as stigma as they are because they are stigmatized like you tell someone you're an alcoholic they immediately think about your bottom they will i mean every time when i was in active alcoholism and someone's like yeah i'm an alcoholic i'm like i would think about my bottom and then their bottom or like how my bottom was coming yeah oh the butt the butt's coming the butt (laughs) of it all man it's here comes uh, i had to tell somebody i didn't have to tell them we were at dinner and um, mm-hmm. I think it was much more um, graciously accepted when, you know, they were talking and they had just come from this beer tasting and I was with my girlfriend and they were friends of hers. And mm-hmm. um, so we all met for dinner and he was talking about, have you, have you ever had mead? And I said, yeah, I've had mead before. Yeah, it's really sweet. And 
uh, made from honey. And we're chatting and <laughs> said, you know, if you ever come visit, we'll have to go drink some mead. And as I was explaining to him, talking to him about the podcast and all that, and and I said, um, well, I don't know if I come meet you. I probably won't be drinking any mead. But because I'm a uh, recovering alcoholic, and I think I uh-huh. had the, I think I had the um, fortune of sitting next to my girlfriend, who uh-huh. is in very high esteem with these people. So uh-huh. by proxy, that would they probably they looked upon me a little bit differently. But right. yeah, it's not something that I go around and tell people. And when it comes up, there's usually that sort of like they instantly look you up and down and go, "Oh, congratulations." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you did a really good. Jo- you're doing a great job, and I, it's so funny. I wonder if, like, if I, so it didn't feel like you just up overturned a shoebox full of bugs all over the table. Well, when I, when I was... like, it's like a fucking record scratch, you know. <laughs> well, they were saying something about I was trying to explain to them. Well, I I host, I produce this podcast, and as I was going to tell them about what it was, I had to at some point I was going to have to explain it to them. So I just was like, because I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so the dun, podcast dun, dun. is about yeah. recovery. So yeah, yeah. The, the bugs were all over the table, but I feel yeah. like um, they were they were like ladybugs. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> look at all these lovely like, ladybugs. Yeah, like, sir, if I came and drank mead with you, you would never want to drink mead with me again. You would, you would ever not. again. You would not want to. You would, or you'd be like, wow, I am not as bad as that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. a cautionary tale or a fucking dead end. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. If you just tuned oh, in, yeah. um, it's just um, tuning in. No, I know, I know, but we I just kind of jumped in there. We were talking about oh, yeah, brain stuff and uh, subconscious, and we wanted to discuss <laughs> nightmares uh, today. Yeah. And is for nightmares, and in in specific, something that I was shocking and terrifying for me in in early recovery was drinking dreams. I didn't know they existed. And I don't even know if we, we had never talked about it until I brought it up. I don't think it was something you had ever mentioned because, you know, for those who don't know, Jerry's got a a year of sobriety on me. Um, But did you, I mean, what were your first thoughts or how did you, do you remember your, do you remember your drinking dreams? Yeah. Yeah. In the four years of sobriety I've had, I've probably had like I didn't have dozens or anything. I probably had maybe half a dozen. Mm-hmm. There was like four that were super profound that I can remember that were like strong. Where I woke up like patting myself, like am I in all one piece? You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. But there, there were yeah. I remember having. I remember. I can't remember them exactly. I just knew I was drinking in them. I was partying. I was probably partying with you in one of them. <laughs> and and then I remember being at the bar and I'd. One of the one I remember the most, I was drinking beer, which during my active alcoholism, my drink of choice was bourbon, it was cheap shit bourbon. It was never beer. It, and uh, I remember drinking beers and even my subconscious brain was like, you're not supposed to be doing this right now. You're not supposed to be. Do-. It kept repeating it. And I was like lifting the beers up and drinking them. And my brain's like, you can't do this, dude. You're not supposed to be doing this. And then the alcoholic part, of my, I remember it so clearly. The alcohol part of my brain was like. Well, you've already done it. Fuck it. You're in for a penny. You're in for a pound, dude. Let's fucking ride this shit to town, you know? And and uh, I got, like, drunk in my dream. I remember being drunk in my dream, feeling mm-hmm. hot. My lips felt hot. All those symptoms I had while I was drinking, you know, all those things. And then when I woke up, I woke up scared, like, really scared I had fucked up. Like, really, really fucking scared. And then when the fear left, I felt ashamed. Like, I felt super shameful. Mm-hmm. Like, I had... Like I was still wanting it, even though I didn't want it. 
It was the craziest thing. I was so mad at myself. I was like, "You, your, your stupid fucking brain still wants it, even though you know what it'll do. Like, why? You know? Why are these these separate parts intense. of your brain right. that are like fighting each other? You're trying to be reasonable right. and rational, and something uh-huh. there's some lizard part of you that is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yep. you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, you're already there, Jerry. Take it home. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, but crash that fucking Seriously. car. I'm over here yeah. trying to put my life back together, and in the back, there's like this, don't stop, believe. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's like <laughs> yeah. the last episode of The Sopranos, you know? Like, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I um, I remember. So I had one drug dream a long, long, long time ago where I was on mushrooms, Drugs. and it oh, was okay. so mm-hmm. weird to me that I was uh, so... And that was the only time beforehand that I had ever had any sort of dream where I was intoxicated. And I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, cool. I guess I got to do mushrooms last night. And um, I think it was probably two or three months, two, maybe even sooner. I don't remember. I don't know when, whenever I talked to you about it. But I had that same feeling of first it was I was in the dream and I was I was drinking and I felt felt bad about it and like well, I'm not supposed to be doing this. What am I doing with this drink in my hand? And why? And it's those 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 actual physical feelings of like warmth, the warmth from like drinking a cocktail or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, waking up panicking, and like literally feeling like I had done that, and having to take like a few seconds to realize, no, no, everything is fine. Um, you just had a bad nightmare. And there were a couple of times where that, like you said, the the feelings of of the shame and the guilt, like I had fucked everything up. They yeah. lasted like most of the day. It was something that was very. Yeah. Yeah. It was so. I don't think that I've ever had like a lucid dream, but I feel like the ones I had these were the closest I ever had was to those drinking dreams where mm-hmm. all the physical sensations that I have in, you know, in waking life, I had in those dreams. And it was terrifying to the point of like, you know, those, those feelings of guilt and shame and like, like I couldn't there. I mean, there were a couple of them. I couldn't shake it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how, I I guess, I don't know how I, it was mostly just kind of like, okay, well it didn't actually happen. Right. And, I'm grateful that it didn't happen. So I think that there was a certain level of gratitude that helped me with it because it happened multiple times. Right. You know, like, okay. And it's just like, you're just sweating it out. You know what I mean? It's just like, you just, your brain is still like, where's the booze, man? Like this yeah. is what, this is what we do. This is what we've done for years. Decades. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you've been sober, what, nine months? Like, mm-hmm. what up, lightweight? This is what we've been doing <laughs> For 17 years here, Playboy, let's fucking do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah. It's I like don't... dreaming about work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't, th- those those were bad too. But yeah. it, it was just this, like, being able to be grateful that it that it wasn't, um, wasn't actually happening was really helpful. And I think that might have been something that you had, you had said to me on the phone once or twice. Like, hey, man, yeah. you're doing fine. Everything's good. You're, you know, you're, you're working your program best you can. You're staying dry. Um, you're doing all the right things. It was just your brain 
just sort of still taking out the trash. Because I'd always thought of dreams, a lot of dreams. People put a lot of meaning into dreams and a lot of weight into yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been any one of those people. Not that I'm dismissive necessarily of people who read a lot into it. It's just yeah. when I get weird dreams where I'm like, I just don't understand it. I, you know, I don't, I don't put a lot of stock into it. But these ones, it was the first time I, I feel like I was seeing my body detoxing in a way that I had never, like I had never seen a correlation between a dream and what was really happening to me in real life until those dreams came to me, you know? And it was just kind of like, you got to sweat it out and I'm going to have another one. So, you know, you might as well be ready. And I think I had one, I don't know, probably last year. So three years in. And so I had one two years in and it was still like just for a moment. And it was a lot easier when I woke up like, oh, okay, that didn't really happen. Um, Yeah. And I don't know. I never once felt uh, good or like, like I got away with something or I didn't enjoy it. Well, and I think that's, that's, that's the best clue that your recovery is working. You know what I mean? Cause you weren't like, woo, free one. You know, mm-hmm. you were like yes. in my heart, I feel awful. I had to, you know, after I had the dream, I called my, my old sponsor and I told him, yo, I had this dream. I don't know what to do. And he was like, Dan, you need to get your ass to a meeting, you know? So I went to mm-hmm. a couple of meetings and I, I like still felt it like kind of stuck with me for a few days. And the funny thing is I went online onto uh, Reddit. Uh, the stop drinking the reddit the subreddit if if anybody out there is you know into reddit check out the subreddit of the stop drinking subreddit it's pretty yes. helpful and so i made a post on there i've been having i had this dream and it stuck with me for days and these people had assured me that like i somebody had written like yo man it's not like you dream about having sex with your coworker and then wake up and apologize to your wife you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just your subconscious working through these things, you know, and they can even happen in later recovery because like I, like I stated earlier, it's like just something you've done for fucking years. You've done it for years. I mean, I'm sitting here with like four years and some change sober and that's, that's a tiny part of, of the time I spent drinking, you know, like at, at four years and some change drinking, I was just warming up, you know, I was just so at this point, I'd like to look at it in my recovery. I'm just warming my recovery up. You know what I mean? <laughs> that being said, you know, I also love the model. I mean, I have to really iterate that I really love the model of the program in that all we have is 24 hours. You know, I mean, these four years, they don't mean as much as the 24 hours I have right now, which goes back to M for mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bam, tie in. But, um, <laughs> it's true but it's 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 not something that i in my opinion anyone should feel bad about because if you don't act on it then you're not doing it you're mm-hmm. just your brain is like taking the trash out sussing out the old garbage garbage in garbage out you know it's just getting the garbage out now that you're not putting any more garbage in it you know that was the way i looked at it was just taking mm-hmm. out the trash because i yeah there was no other way to i mean i'd never been in a situation where i had these feelings and i had no reason to have them right Right. So how to how to how to um, how to figure that out was to just go through the day, you know, whether it be go to a meeting, um, talk to talk to my sponsor. I certainly called you multiple times. Yeah. And and just kind of, I you know, I think um, I didn't do this, but I 
if I had another one, I, I've started a, I've started a dream journal, and not so much. Uh, I just if I wake up in the morning and something's in there, even if it's two sentences, I just scribble down. You know, my head was made of bubble gum last night, and right. yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was. And I think that that's really helpful to kind of get it down and go back and say, oh hey, I had this dream about drinking strawberry daiquiris with you know Tyler. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever Who's it Tyler? is. Tyler? I don't know, man. He's oh. in a dream, just sussing out the trash. A fetchy young <laughs> Englishman. <clears throat> but it was, um, it was, it was hard. It was hard to to really finally get to a point where, I, well, one, I didn't have them. I think it was probably six or nine months before I stopped having them regularly because I would have one like once a week at least. Yeah. Woo. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah damn. Was... That's hard. That's really hard, man. That's so a lot. Once a week I, mean, I felt uh, like a fuck up. Well, yeah. I mean more than that, but <clears throat> my dreams made me feel that way. You just gotta write it out. I mean mm-hmm. you know, and, and like I'd said earlier, man, it's it's just the that that guilt and shame that they're shitty feelings, absolutely, but that's just proof that your program is, is you're working a program, you're sincere about what you're undergoing. Mm-hmm. You know that what you're going through is sincere. It's not just so your spouse will get off your ass or the court will get off your ass or whatever reason you're doing it for. It means your heart's in it. You know, it means your heart is there. And you know, now you got to get your brain to join your damn heart and be like, "Come on, man." It's it's so funny that that where we put ourselves in positions where we have to actually get our brain to follow our heart. You know what I mean? It's usually. The other, the other way, way around. around you have to convince yourself that it's a good idea and now you've got to do the you know the uh, yeah do the you house gotta, housekeeping yeah. that comes with it you're like yeah. i need to i need to i've got this positive thing i want to do in right. my life and now i just need to get my my brain which is which has been rewired and not only wired differently from in my opinion you know for me since birth and um now that i have then soaked it it's you know it's like drop spilling a cup of coffee on your laptop or something, you know, especially yeah. if your laptop wasn't working so well from the beginning and then trying to figure it out. So you got to You got to smack it, flip it and rub it down. dude. You got to just turn that shit right around, you know, because I would also have these little I don't know if I would call them daydreams, but I would have uh-huh. these momentary. Um, and this would be in complete feeling really good about today. Um working my program as best as I can, maybe not always the best, but I would have these sort of like little daydreams, these little fantasies where I would walk through the grocery store and I think it would be summertime and I'd be at Whole Foods and I'd see all the pink rosé and I was like, oh, I wonder oh, I how many, you know, the the first thought was like, I need to get at least eight of those. They're so pretty. I know. At you least know? eight. That'll last me a day or <laughs> a two. A day or two. Especially and, rose, but and yeah. I would just have this, and it would be this flash that would happen within the span of like walking the wine aisle, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I could just need like eight of those. I'm gonna pound like two right away, and then I'll probably have two more, uh, so that by the end of that day, I would have had like five bottles, and then I have one for the morning, so oh, I take yeah. catch a little nap, and you know, and so all this stuff, and then I would then I was like all the horrible shit that would come along with it, but. Uh, I still that part that was probably dreaming had these sort of weird little fantasies in the Oh yeah. Like it would just be great to go well, get drunk, man. 
and the funniest part of it is it's not even like your brain is like, oh man, a nice glass of rosé would be great. You like are already portioning out mm-hmm. how much you need to fucking survive, you know? So it's not even like a normal innocent thing. You've already got a plan. And the plan involves how much you need in order to maintain that feeling. I would, uh, I was sitting with a, I was talking with a fellow alcoholic once, and uh, they had said to me, and they had long-term sobriety, and they had said to me, you know, every once in a while, I would hope that something bad would happen in my life so that I have a reason to drink, and I, it just fucking struck me like a ton of bricks because I was like, how the fuck did you get in my brain? You know, because it's exactly how I went. And I don't know if it's because I fucking listened to too much Morrissey or something or or like I just like, you know, lean towards the macabre, too much Nick Cave. But in my mind, it was never like, oh, a whiskey on a sunny day would be good. In my mind, it was always like, oh, I need an excuse. So maybe something bad will happen and that'll justify me going on a fucking bender, you know, and if someone I love I, I, dies or. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. If I get yeah. really, really sick or hurt. Yeah. Then. Yeah. In early recovery, I was like, if I win the lottery and I have like a disposable income, I'm going, I'm going to tear my fucking liver out. Like I used to think that shit. And I was like, damn, Mm -hmm. that is crazy people stuff. Like that is, that's just, when this person said that to me, I I, like shocked me. It gave me goosebumps because I was seriously thinking, how did you, this is my exact thought process. Mm -hmm. Like this is exact, like. You know, we're two different people with two completely different lives that, you know, that ours have now intersected having this conversation. And, you know, it's just it's just amazing. And that is also part of the nightmare, isn't it? It's that 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 fail safe you thought always worked and it just didn't work right. (laughs) Just wishing for terminal cancer of some kind so that you could just go get Yeah. 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 Exactly. How dark is that shit? It's not even like, Happy New Year, Jerry. And I'm like, yeah, nice Corbell or whatever. No, it's like, man, fucking heart cancer. Yeah, that's it. That's a ticket. God, it's such a broken. It's like my thought process sometimes. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you talk about your dream journals because I don't really remember my dreams lately. Well, I don't either unless I right when I wake up. Like, it's, it is open yeah. and it is right there. And so sometimes it's a page and I've gone back and I can't even read it, some of it. Like, it's it's because I'm scribbling and barely can see right. the page. But. It's all hubba bubba, bubble gum. <laughs> yes. Wriggly hubba bubba. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, I, I, I like doing it. And, um, yeah. it's, uh, those, but those, those moments, those, those freaky, weird fantasies and macabre things that you think. And I read this one thing on, I think it was the Stop Drinking subreddit. And mm-hmm. I don't remember who the person was, uh, he or she. But they said something like, "I the way that I the way that I trick my brain is I give it this absolutely unequivocally never gonna happen scenario, <clears throat> and it's like if I'm in Chicago and Bill Murray and George Clooney and Crispin Glover roll up in a gold limousine and have got a bottle of Dom Perignon, 1985, then I will go into the car and drink with them." Right. And so if I say that, then I know that my brain goes, oh, there, no, I've got that out. I can always do that. That's always waiting for me. And then I don't worry about whether or not I'm, you know, have to go to the liquor store for my office party or yeah, have to, you know, if I'm going into 7-Eleven to get a cheese stick and I have to go next to the IPAs or whatever it is. Yeah. And so you kind of give your brain and that was the one thing. And I was like, oh, OK. 
that makes that makes sense to me you know i just kind of have that sort of thing that's i know is never going to happen but at least in a to a certain extent it could so then i will so i don't think about all the evil dark things that i want to do when it 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 works out that i mean i i like that um analogy works out great unless you're matt damon and you already know all those fucking people and then they roll up on you (laughs) then you're like shit but i i think the i think honestly when i when i think about it i have to forgive myself for those things even though i've done nothing wrong i still have to allow myself a little leeway and give myself a little forgiveness because you have done I mean, I hate to speak directly to the listener and just speak from my own experience, but if you're experiencing this, you've done nothing wrong. Your brain is just working through a pattern it has always worked through. Mm-hmm. It's just doing it subconsciously. And now, you know, I can go directly back to my own opinion on the thing, but, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just had to forgive myself and be like, it's okay, dude, you didn't drink. Like, you're whole. You got both your arms, both your legs. You're all right, dude, you know. You your wallet is up. your wallet is not on the floor. Ooh, your pa- you know your jeans I mean? are not turned like, inside out. Dude, still sleeping in your shoes. <clears throat> and then I work in a cash industry, so there was no counting credit card receipts for me, man. It was just like I left the shop with so much money, and I woke up with five dollars, and I'm like, what the hell? So I didn't wake up with just five dollars, you know? Like I didn't with yeah, one shoe outside, one inside. Like how did I manage to get that shoe off outside? I don't know, dog. I was mad apparently when I was doing it because my hands are all fucked up and yeah, man. The plastic bag with the frozen pizza and the jug of Carlo Rossi Rhine wine left on the front porch because you were too drunk to even bring it inside the apartment. Yeah, you just like speak from experience. (laughs) Yeah, I know because at that point the keys have become fucking you know chaos mechanics. That's become it's like the Hellraiser cube trying to open up the door. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly, dude. You're just Stephen Hawking trying to figure out black holes, trying to get your pizza, your Totino's party pizza in the fucking oven. Oh, forget it. But forget you to know, take all those of little that. red barons out of their oh, plastic, man. put them in the microwave, and forget about them. Pass out, party wake up time. the next day. Right. You didn't do any of that shit. You get no. to get up and have a nice glass of OJ or a cup of coffee and yeah. do whatever it is you do. You greet the day or the mid-afternoon or however you do it, man, because you didn't do anything wrong. Your brain is just working through it. Does it mean that like you're craving alcohol? You may be. It may mm-hmm. be nice to, I would suggest reaching out to another alcoholic, to another drunk. I'd suggest maybe making a meeting and expressing that within the meeting because I guarantee you like 100% everybody's going to come up to you afterwards and be like, I've been there, man. That is a shit show, you know, like they've, we've all experienced it, you know, all of us in recovery. I mean, I can't like, once again, I can't make absolutes, but I'm going to assume this is an assumption. We have all been there. I've experienced it for sure. And I have too. And we're the only two people in this room. (laughs) Yes. It's just, yeah. And it's what a, and again, when, when you finally shake that off and what a relief to be able to say, man, I didn't do any of that shit last night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like a high school when your girlfriend's like, I'm pregnant. And then she's like, oh, wait, I'm not. <laughs> that, that's an awful analogy, but that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. You're like, that fear's mounting up. I've ruined my life. And then you realize, oh, no, it was all just a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all Dallas. I'm Bobby Ewing. Yes. So it's um, it's just, yeah, that just, I love that feeling of like, okay, I can forgive myself. I can move forward through this. And... um. I can, I can, like you said, I can look at the day and, uh uh-oh, everything all right over there? 
<laughs> I lost my train of thought, man. I have this nine pound dog, but he's he's got the personality of like a fifty pound dog. So, well, I'll, I'll and I, it out. I I don't know. Everybody might hear it out there when they're listening to the podcast. It sounds like someone's stepping on a like squeak toy, but it's happening <laughs> way off in the distance. He's that's my, yeah. He's like I'm your drinking dream. Get up. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's such a relief to be able to wake up and know that it was all a dream. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't last forever. No. Mm-mm. And they, But they may show up in later recovery as well. I mean, but yeah. at that point, you hopefully have the tools to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. that's all that's all this recovery shit is. is you just got to learn the tools to deal with it, whether through whatever program you're working or not. You just got to deal. You have to learn how to deal with life. And part of life yeah. is being a sober person who dreams about rosés, I guess. <laughs> or whatever, whatever. Whi- yeah I whiskey mean, sours whiskey rosés. sours my evan mm. williams and club soda i don't know yeah. shit beer i don't do mm-hmm. i don't know maybe we should stop listing booze but yeah you know like <laughs> whatever it is you you're doing just fine it was just a dream it's all a uh, dream yeah you you get to wake up sober i think is the most important thing hell yeah you do you get to wake up sober that's the best part Thanks again for listening. As always, our music is by Neglect. You can find his stuff at neglectsound.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And get a hold of us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. <laughs>